Okay, as uh, Alan mentioned before, we've got Wes and Esther with us today, and it's uh, my privilege to be able to uh, sort of introduce them. Alan's introduced them. But yes, they've spent many years up in Papua. That's the sort of western end of what we traditionally probably call Papua New Guinea. And uh, Wes and Esther are working with uh, the Dani people. Now, they may explain, or you probably will explain, um, what, uh, where they are and so forth. So over to them, and then you'll just have a presentation that'll be rolling through in the background as well. Wes, are you starting or Esther? Okay, Esther can start. Salamat pagi semua. Terima kasih banyak untuk semua pertolongan. Dan berdoa untuk kami. Oops, um, wrong language. Yeah. I suppose some of you have learned Indonesian in school, so some of you got that. But if we went up and spoke English up where we live, it would be equally meaningless to most people. Um, we've had to learn the Lani language in order to speak with the, um, the local people, and we have to learn the Indonesian language to speak with the government and other people. And... Um, Thank you for your prayers. It's been many years, and we've been praying for a lot of things, and now we're starting to see the answers to your prayers, and thank you for supporting us all this time. We were there on our own for a long time, and we saw how bad things were, and so we were praying that the Lord would minister, and we felt like we couldn't do it on our own, and the Lord has brought people to join us. That's the Bible school, and you can see all those little huts in a rows. Those are a home for each family at the Bible school, and this year we started with 68 returning families because it's a three-year program. And we had nine people starting first year, and I thought, we can handle this. This is good. I had about 50 children, and I thought, this is going to be a great year. And then they had revival meetings, went out throughout the area. This is our staff at the Bible school. And they brought back 190 new students and 100 (laughs) wild children. And Wild is really, really, really wild. Really wild. And so... It was way beyond me, and I can't tell you now how many students we have because they change their names, they disappear, they <laughs> reappear, they, and we, they didn't fill in any forms, and so we don't know. I think we had about 80 first-year students, and I don't know how many kids we have, and it's been totally chaos. Um, Wes is concerned that people don't know the gospel. So this year he's been teaching literacy in the morning, first thing, because we had about 70 people who couldn't read. And they weren't supposed to be accepted, but they were. And then he's been teaching Romans and the prophets uh, later on in the day. And so we're praying that the Lord is getting through to these people what the gospel is. A lot of them think we're going to heaven because God made us. All Papuans go to heaven. And so... Um, it's hard to disabuse them of that idea. And their behavior matches their beliefs, which is pretty wild. We've had one guy, one of our third years, threatening others with a a machete and um, people beating up their wives and all that kind of thing. These are students doing their exams. Sometimes you can't read their exam. One guy even cheated to the point where he put my name is, he put the other guy's name in, and he filled the whole thing except he got one line out of sync. So all his answers were the same as the other guy, only on the wrong line. And then he put his name up the top. So then we're like, 
the, this, uh, no, you can't have his name and all his answers and still be you. <laughs> so that's what we're dealing with at the Bible school. Then we've got our second ring of the circus is the primary school because the um, government school was really, really bad, teaching the children to be disobedient and cheating and everything like that. So Jakarta sent us a um, some this is graduation last year. Jakarta sent us some teachers, and we first started up with three, and then this year we started with 12, and then we added four, and then we added two more. So we have these people that only speak Indonesian, and they're trying to understand the Papuans, and they're trying to teach in Indonesian. So if you can imagine going to school and everything you're learning is in a foreign language, so that the little kids really struggle with that. And one teacher said to me, you know what? The children speak Lani in class. And I'm like, well, what else would they speak? That's the only thing they know. Um, so we have that circus going, and we try and support these teachers because what's happened to the teachers is they've got a scholarship to go to Jakarta and to learn to be a teacher where they live in dorms, they eat at the cafeteria, and there's movies, there's all the wonderful things that you can have in the city. And at the end of the year, they say, okay, you guys, you've all graduated. And guess where you're going? You're going to Mamit. <laughs> and that's when he starts crying. And, and they're like, Mamit and Papua. And the tears come down their faces. And so they're, they're, they're locked in for three years. They have no choice. They must go where they're told for three years. So we get these teachers coming, and, and so, so we're trying to make it nice for them. We're yeah. trying... We, we try to be a support group for all of these uh, teachers because they're totally out of their culture, they're totally out of their area. And uh, so we'd have a, a games night, we'd have uh, English uh, lesson night, we'd have uh, a fellowship night, uh, Sunday nights. Um, in Indonesian. In Indonesian. So that they so, can fe- be fed themselves. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because they go to church. In with one of our local churches there, and they hardly understand the words that said. Yeah, and so um, yeah, it's been interesting. And then we have to deal with them not keeping the rules, okay. and we had that, to get rid of the That photo there is the overhead right of the Bible school. On the right hand side uh, is the the complete complex of the Bible school. Uh, one of the huts for a family, a family, mum, dad, three or four children could be, uh, is about five meters in diameter. Some have six. So it'll probably go inside your lounge room. So um, the other thing is these teachers have never prepared food in advance for three months without a fridge, of course. So they have to think, what am I going to need for three months? Because they don't get to go out to the coast to do any shopping for three months. And we don't have any big shops. We don't have any shops, no. So we have a few kiosks. So... Um, they've had to learn that. And, of course, they were like when I first went to. They forget, I'm going to run out of dishwashing soap. I'm going to run out of rice. I'm going to run out of this. And so then they come to us. So I, I usually feel a plane about 1,000 kilos at a time. And then I have that for my 300 Bible school students. And then I get these teachers coming. And I'm like, I didn't actually have you in mind when I bought my, <laughs> my soap. But anyway, yeah, you can have what I've got left here and whatever. So we're trying to help them to prepare for three months at a time and to get used to the fact there is nothing. They also have a real heart. These are all Christian teachers. The medical workers are not necessarily Christians, and they want to reach out to the people in the villages, which are worse off. So this is a group of them getting ready to go for seven hours of walking down, walking up, walking over, walking around, and crying when you get exhausted. And they finally arrived at the village they were going to 
minister in to minister to the children and to speak and that by interpretation they took along some students to uh, interpret for them and um, Wes organized for a helicopter to bring them back because he didn't think they'd make it. And they said, yeah, one of the men, the strong men, said, well, if you'd give me three or four more days, I'd be ready to come back. But I couldn't have done it just in those few days. So, um, which brings us to the third ring of our circus, which is the local community. Um, Wes is, um, his hydros are his... Um, hobby. hobby. So he has a hobby of keeping hydros going and so that everybody has electricity. So we have electricity 24-7 because Wesley keeps it going with the guy who's standing next to the kid with the blue hoodie on. Those are the two guys that keep the hydro going and um, we've had a few things like they put the cement for the generator in and they didn't have a proper um, base for it, so it's shrunk, uh, sunk, and so then it doesn't match with the generator, with the turbine, and so then it's had things wrecking and whatever, and so at the moment it's turned off, and Wes has some work to do to get it going again. Meanwhile, the local community burnt theirs out, and they haven't had electricity all year, and then the mobile phone tower was put in, and then it burnt out, and so Wes went up there, and he diagnosed what was wrong with it, and he told them uh, over the internet... Um, what was wrong, and so then they sent a technician in without the spare parts, and he couldn't fix it, and they sent another technician without the spare parts, and he couldn't fix it, so it still doesn't work. So people can't use their mobile phones. So, which means that now we have dishes that came with the school, so we can use the internet, so Wes knows WhatsApp really well, because that's our only <laughs> so contact with the outside world. Us. WhatsApp is a good way to contact us. <laughs> it's the only way to contact us up there. The SSB radio didn't work either, so we had to get rid of that. And then the airstrip, they decided, they gave a contractor a contract to, to do the airstrip. They'd like to have this lovely, beautiful airstrip. And so they brought the plans to Wes, so big, done, done with you know proper plans. And Wes said, oh, that's total rubbish. You can't do that. It, they were going to fill in 100 metres of fill on the end of the airstrip over a cliff. Airstrip, which over went cliff. down at 45 degrees. So, so. <laughs> so the pilot said, well, we'd never land on that. Well, you know, you just need to go down four inches and you've already ripped off your wheels. Forget it. And so then we said, no, you need to do it different. So then Wes got them to redo the whole thing. And now they, they told us that they were going to work on it for oh, two weeks. They closed it and worked on it for four weeks, and then they took seven weeks holiday. It didn't work on it. And so then the roads, we now have a road into Marmot where they just, the, the, the bulldozer just drove where he wanted to, and the grader came behind him, and then they arrived, and they made these bridges, and then the bridges washed out, and the landslides took away the road. And um, No if, pre-planning surveys, no, no, no maps, no nothing. You know, it's the bulldozer's driver's job to... To get the road going through. Down, so. down near Geelong, they had a sign saying rough surface, and we, we had these gentle undulations. And I'm like, what? This is a rough surface. Our roads are so bad that you hit your head on the ceiling of the car as you drive along, and the teachers are vomiting out the windows as they drive. So, or, or where it was muddy, the, the, the dirt on both sides of the car would be up to the window ledges, window sills, and the only way, to, if you got stuck there, the only way out is go through the window. Yeah. So, so that's uh, you know. So, and then there's the insane. Wes has had to be um, disarming insane people and mm. and okay. getting them. So that's we've got the the three things. But praise the Lord, we can see 
light at the end of the tunnel, that children are doing really well in school. And this year, out at the coast, the same group of schools, they had students being taught by the examiner how to cheat. They said, no, this is where you find the answers to your questions and whatever. And one of the kids put up his hand and said, I'm sorry, we can't do that. That's not honest. So praise the Lord. So we were really thrilled to hear that, that the children are learning about integrity, honesty. They're teaching their families. They're going home and teaching the family the things that they're learning at school. Um, we, I was typing notes for some of our lecturers, and I'm a bit dubious about what they were. One lecturer is telling me, don't type that. That's not, hasn't this guy heard of grace? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to change it. Um, so, yeah, some of our lecturers... Yeah, I haven't really got a handle on grace or the Bible. Okay. But. Um, you know, with, with cheating in Indonesia, um, hmm, our son David never driven a, a car. He had driven a motorbike a little... No, maybe around, not. Around a shed. Oh, around a shed, yeah. Um, but we went to the police station and we got him a licence. Both a the, car? The, for, for a car and a motorbike. The way to do it, the officer explained... Okay, all the answers that are indented one spot are the correct answers. So just tick that. <laughs> so David didn't know Indonesian, but he just He didn't that. know Indonesian. He couldn't talk to the officer in charge. He didn't. But he, he didn't passed the exam. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So we're trying to... We keep telling them, look, our culture isn't any good either. Your culture isn't any good, but God's word is the truth. And we're trying to make ourselves follow the truth, and you need to follow the truth of God's word too. Okay, so uh, we were involved in the Bible translation uh, to get the whole of the Bible into the Lani language. I'll read out John 3.16. At Alanen, yapn di apabok kinabuang, guot lombokm barakadapme. Ara put ambulum darak an nebe ara wogaragara. Tot me. Irakwi inikinova pangomunoga bet nombaqui inok. Legergo piagin lek in a nick mondokmundokar at loguno. That is just one verse, John 3.16. You stay here just for a minute. I'll get Alan and Shabu actually okay. to come up and join me. We're going to pray for them in a minute. But uh, yeah, that uh, story about the airstrip is an interesting one. I don't know if you use YouTube at all, if you look up the most dangerous place to be a pilot, uh, you'll find uh, their airstrip on it, and even where's actually, if you get to go to the right, uh, right version of it. Okay, there's a whole series of them. So that gives you a bit of a feel of the sort of environment they've been in. But I think that the good news is, is that the gospel is in their language. In How much of the scriptures do they have? The where's whole, all, the whole, the whole scriptures. They have the scriptures, and Wes and Esther have obviously been a big part of that. So let's really give thanks to God for what he has done over these many years. You, got, you moved there in what year, roughly? 77. So December this year, it'd be 40 years. 40 years. That's 40 years. That's certainly faithfulness, isn't it? Serving in that kind of an environment. So let's give thanks to God for that, but also commend Wes and Esther in terms of their future. There's a few challenges ahead, uh, which we won't go into right now uh, for them, but uh, let's just commit them to the Lord in prayer. Okay, let's join together in doing that. Dear Heavenly Father, we first of all just thank you for what you have done amongst the Dani people and the work that has been done in your name. And Lord, there's 
when we hear some of these stories, they sort of seem a bit crazy to us in the Western world. But Lord, we do thank you for the way that you've undertaken for Wes and Esther. You've protected them from uh, so many dangers, even threats from some of the local uh, people. Lord, we do thank you for all you've done there. But above all, we do thank you for what's happened in the lives of people so that they can, as we were talking about before in the communion time, they can look forward to spending eternity with you. So, Lord, we do just thank you for that. And we now do commit Wes and Esther into your hands for their future, for the direction you want them to go uh, so that they might know what it is to continue to serve you where you want them to be. We do pray all this in your name. Amen.